Hello, this is Dr. Earl with Denali Medical. To get us started, I'd like to ask you a question. Are you ready? I mean, really ready. Are you ready to find solutions? Are you ready to find root source healing? If you are, well, let's go. Hi, Dr. Hello, Earl. hello. Hi. I know you're going to talk about something good. It's always good with you, so. <laughs> you guys are too kind. <laughs> Uh, well, yeah, I'm kind of trying to decide if we talk a little bit. I'm leaning towards talking about some of the joint and spine rejuvenation treatments that are out there. We could talk about breast health a little bit. Maybe we ought to actually start with a quick reminder to everyone how they can try and limit the amount of impact that their bad eating is going to have on them. Yeah, we've, we've got some options. This could be this could be fun. <clears throat> Maybe to start, let's just um, let's talk about just quickly uh, with the holiday season in full swing and everyone's exchanging all the goodies. They did a study to compare patients who, no matter what, completely avoided all of the treats. And don't get me wrong, if you've reached a mental state where you can do that and you're comfortable with it, then by all means, continue and do so. But they found that patients that really struggled and had this internal mental dilemma about whether they should have the treat or the snack or not, they ended up stressing so much over it. If they did or if they didn't, they achieved the same amount of elevated stress. And in the end, they found that that elevated stress was actually worse than just taking advantage of a short period of time enjoying the, the goodies, if you will, not going crazy, not, you know, it's not time to eat an entire plate of cookies by yourself, but don't deny yourself to the point that you finish the day more stressed than if you just have, uh, you know, one or two snacks. Now, choose wisely because, again, one of the hard parts about this is someone hears that story and then they rationalize and say, wow, I can just have, uh, Dr. Earl says, as long as I'm carefree and living the way that, you know, living without uh, stress in my life, I can eat whatever I want. And that is not the case. But it's interesting to know how powerful stress is in our lives to the point that even sometimes eating unhealthy is better than the stress that we will inflict upon ourselves if we just constantly are in a state of denial. And like I said, and I've been in this nirvana, if you will, on several occasions where there is just no temptation. And if you're there, kudos to you. Don't break that. You know, continue moving forward. But for the rest of us, don't beat yourself up if you've had a little snack or if uh, something comes across your way and you decide to have a little bit of it. Certainly you want to want to limit your intake. And then some of the other quick techniques that you can do is have something green first, so a green salad, a green smoothie, something green in your digestive system about 10 to 20 minutes before you have, um, say you're going to a dinner and it's going to be a, a really rich dinner or you're going to a, I know people have pie parties now where they'll just get together and share pie. Well, certainly go and enjoy the social event, but uh, prep yourself with a little green smoothie. It will slow down the conversion of the food into straight glucose and your blood sugars won't spike as much. And we talked about a few of those things. Raspberry, if you can do raspberries before, raspberry juice also will block the uh, body's receptors for taking up sugar in quick, high quantities. So 
just a few things that you can do that will, will slow that process down. Interestingly enough, vitamin C, and we talked about, you know, the world's greatest vitamin C, the uh, bioactive C on healingoptimized.com, or we've got a new website, uh, infomercial, if you will, up, worldsgreatestvitaminc.com, where you can learn all about it. But vitamin C actually has very similar chemical makeup to glucose, and so it will block some of those receptors and slow down the sugar absorption into your bloodstream. So just a few things that you can do to maybe mitigate, minimize the insult of, of holiday cheer that's going to be happening. So very wow. interesting. That's great. I um I can take a scoop of the bioenergy C and I can put it in my juice or milk or whatever water before I eat something and take it. Yes, and it will slow down your absorption of glucose. Cool. And and the nice thing again about the bioactive C is the fact that it's a powder, it can go into any liquid that you want and very stable and it doesn't cause the uh, upset stomach or diarrhea that other vitamin C's will cause. So, fun stuff. By the way, guys, uh, that's 1-800-674-3250 at 1-800-674-3250. Give them a call. So, maybe to end this next little segment here, let's talk about one of the things that's going to be coming to a lot of people's minds once the holiday season is over, everyone starts to think about, okay, I'm going to make this year better than last year. I'm going to set new goals, have resolutions. This year I'm going to exercise. This year I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to do all of these wonderful things. And certainly at some time we can talk about the psychology of how to make that happen. But one of the things that we run into when people make those choices and try to make things better is they end up with all of these aches and pains that um, that either completely stop the goal, inhibit it, or make it so that it's going so slow they lose hope. And so addressing those joint aches and pains, the spine, the back, and the neck joints, aches and pains is something that can be very important. And there's a lot of options out there and a lot of things that you can do, and there's things that you should do. So obviously, stretching and eating right and anti-inflammatory foods, things that don't drive inflammation in your body, sugar is one of the worst. And here we've talked about ways to mitigate sugar. So again, be wise. But limiting those inflammatory foods and then taking anti-inflammatory foods can be very important. Anti-inflammatory foods, interestingly enough, are some of the healthy natural oils. So fish oil has long been known as one of the most most healthy anti-inflammatory foods on the market. Certainly avocado oil, olive oil, coconut oil, and even ghee or a good grass-fed butter can actually be anti-inflammatory. And if you think about it, our bodies are machines and oils are lubricants, and lubricants help things move much better. We hear bad things about fats, but the bad things we hear about fats are the altered fats, the trans fats, the fats that we have to synthesize, and even vegetable oils have now been shown to not be healthy. So get back to some good, natural, healthy fats and help drive that inflammation down. Try to get into a physical therapist and get some stretching exercises that pinpoint your area that's having the discomfort and many times you can get rid of the discomfort with just those two things. And then the other thing to keep in mind is that the difference between 
an acute injury, and these are words that we use in medicine, acute means something that lasts less than six to eight weeks. In fact, the actual number is six weeks, but sometimes we'll let it go eight weeks. And an acute injury is a trauma or an acute inflammation, something of that nature, that only lasts for a few weeks. And our bodies are designed that really we should be through the inflammation and irritation within six weeks. Anything that lasts longer than eight weeks can be harder for your body to recover from, and that may need some additional help, either from your doctor or otherwise. Now, one of the first things that people reach for when they have aches and pains is we start to reach for pills, aspirin, Tylenol, ibuprofen, Aleve, those type of medications. The problem we're running into with those medications is they all have significant side effects. Aspirin, if you can get a wintergreen oil or a wintergreen, you have to be careful with this, but that can be much more healthy. Aspirin's probably one of the better ones on this list, but it even has its side effects. And the side effects for that, it does block collagen formation a little bit, which we'll talk a little bit later out when I talk about ibuprofen. And then it can thin your blood. It does block the platelets' ability to congregate, and so it will thin your blood. Now, that's a, a misnomer when we say thin your blood. It actually makes it so it doesn't clot, but that's the connotation that's out there. Tylenol, again, probably better than ibuprofen or uh, Aleve, interestingly enough, for aches and pains in this realm, but its side effect is the fact that it's very hard on your liver, and so you want to be careful with the quantity of Tylenol you take, and it's not something you want to be taking day after day, uh, week after week, month after month, because it will build up and it will, it will damage your liver significantly. But certainly, if you have an acute injury and you need it for a few days, take the Tylenol. Uh, I, I often tell my patients that if you have to choose between hurting and losing sleep or getting good rest by taking the medication, take the medication. The rest will do you more good than skipping out. And then last but not least, we talk about what are called the NSAIDs, non-steroidal anti-inflammatory medications. Ibuprofen, naproxen, those are the generics for these medications, and there's a lot of different brand names for them, but if you look for ibuprofen and naproxen, those are the generics. These are called non-steroidal anti-inflammatories, and there are some prescription versions of them, but these are readily available over the counter. And again, if you have an acute injury, something that just happened, and you have pain that's going to be lasting, you hope, just a few days, these can be good medications just understand that there are significant side effects with those. And the biggest side effect is that ibuprofen blocks our body's ability to lay down new collagen. And you may think, okay, great, what does that matter? Well, collagen is really the groundwork protein, the foundational protein that makes up a majority of our body. Everything from our intestinal lining, tendons, ligaments, the capsules for our joints, and even our bones have a structure based on collagen. The elasticity of the skin, our lungs, all based on collagen. And if you actually talk now with orthopedic surgeons who are keeping up on their research reading, if you go to them with an acute injury, meaning you've broken a bone or even you have a severe tendon injury, they will actually tell you not to take these NSAIDs, ibuprofen, naproxen, and the like because your body won't heal. 
It won't lay down new collagen. And what happens is we end up further destroying our tissue. And they're called anti-inflammatories. They do break down the inflammation on a short basis. But in the long run, they actually drive inflammation because your tissues will not heal. And this is very important um, to get out is the fact that ibuprofen and naproxen can be some of the worst medications you can take with some of these injuries. Wow. That's good stuff, Dr. Earl. Thanks. Nick, how much time? It's 9.53, so we've got about four minutes. Okay. So I'll try to talk quickly about some of these other things, and maybe we could do a future program on stem cell alone and some of these other things. Then when you go to see your doctor, they'll start to offer things like cortisone, cortisone injections and so forth. Again, it's a Band-Aid, and it's called an anti-inflammatory, but what it ends up doing is breaking down tissue. And we want to build tissue. Understand your bodies are either breaking down or they're building. They're in this constant yin and yang, give and take. And if you get certain medications, it further breaks down tissue. And for people that cortisone works for, they swear by it and say it's wonderful. But cortisone side effects are too big to ignore. 8% bone loss with every injection. 8%. That's massive. It also... Yes, it also stretches out your tendons and ligaments, and so it makes your joints sloppy. It is not a good player if you're looking to truly heal from what is going on. So it's one of those things that, you know, if you can, and certainly if you've had it, you know, learn, grow, be wiser next time, but it really has some significant side effects. And yet insurance covers it, and that's why a lot of people do it. Well, the reality is insurance isn't looking out for your best interest anymore. And your doctor may just doesn't know anybody. They treat with what they have in front of them. So cortisone, not a good player. Stem cell is too expensive, and it really has a success rate of about 40 to 60%. It's been fraught with a lot of research fraud. There have been major, major cases where they've actually Korea, Japan, New York, and recently in Arizona – These major stem cell researchers have actually been shown to have falsified their data. And stem cell is going to be amazing, but it's not there yet, and you're wasting your money if you go after it. Platelet-rich plasma is is really a good therapy. It gets about 70% effectiveness. And then you hear about prolozone on other oxygen treatments. I, I just need to tell you, this is where it's at. We actually offer a version that's improved on prolozone. It's two generations away from prolozone called Renuo2. And here's the key factors. Oxygen is the elixir of life. And these tissues break down because of poor oxygen and nutrient delivery. Either the inflammation blocks the nutrients and oxygen from getting in, or there's another injury that's preventing the oxygen and nutrients from getting into the tissues and healing. So, I mean, it's not rocket science. Put nutrients and oxygen by injection right where it needs to go. Turn on the healing and watch the body be the miracle that it is. Recently, Duke University actually released a study that noted after years of hearing the orthopedist and other doctors say, we can't regrow cartilage, we can't regrow this tissue, they actually came out and said, oh, yeah, we were wrong all this time. We can, and we do it really well. And then the last component on this is the Nobel Peace Prize 
for medicine and physiology this year was awarded to a team that revealed that oxygen activates 300 healing and rejuvenating genes inside of your body. So before you start jumping on some of the other treatments, look for some oxygen healing. It really can do miracles. Wow, well, thank you so much. I think we're we're going to be at the break any time. So I just want to thank you, Dr. Earl, for coming on. Thanks for having me. God bless. Have a great day. Thank you, Dr. Earl. Thank you. Take care. Okay. At the beginning of this lecture, I ask you, are you ready? Are you ready? And we're going to close with that same question. Are you ready? If you are, let's go.